Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? My name is Rachel Borg, and I am a realtor, a part of the Snyder team, along with you and a few other lovely people. Yes. Who's this lovely person behind you? This is Sam. Sam Boatman. You guys kind of match today. We do. This is my, he is my best friend and fellow realtor. And we always do this. We always end up like I came, well, we live together too. So uh, I came out of my room, he came downstairs and I'm like, you're wearing flannel again. Like we're matching and our dogs are even matching wearing sweaters. I know I was going to, I was going (laughs) to ask you about the puppies. Can you introduce the puppies? Yes. My little girl is Ruthie. She's 10 months and she's a rescue. Uh, she has an Instagram, Ruthie the Rescue. Okay. Um, and yeah, she's amazing. And I got her like a month after Sam got his. I, you know, we have to do everything the same in case you haven't noticed that pattern. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so much to where you don't realize you're matching. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so he got Baguette and she needed a bestie as well. So I got Ruthie and we got lucky because they are besties. They're best friends. Yeah. Ruthie is super sweet. The first time I met her, I was in the boardroom and all of a sudden I feel this commotion down by yes. my ankles and I look down and she's just wants me to pet her. And so I picked her up and she's a sweetheart. What is she? She is, I, she's some sort of Yorkshire terrier mix. Um, I don't know. I'm her birthday is in January and I'm actually planning on doing a first birthday slash breed reveal for her. So I'm going to do like the, whatever, get the kit, get her DNA test. And then I'm going to like reveal her breed, like a, not a gender reveal, like a breed reveal. That's funny. It might be the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Since I don't want kids, she is like my baby and I want to do like fun, cheesy things like that with my dog. She has the coloring and the pattern. Is it a Yorkie? Yep. Yorkie. Mm -hmm. But she's a little bit bigger. She's about 12 and a half pounds. Sam always says I lie about her weight. So I want to make sure I'm accurate about that. She's 12 and a half pounds. He's laughing in the background. Yeah. Sam usually, uh, he's great at Snapchat. Yeah. I'm not on Snapchat, okay. but I think that's what he was doing yesterday. And I just hear him giggling. And yep. Yep. That. Yeah. This, this podcast has been super fun for me this week, just cause I feel like it's gives me a reason to actually come into the office instead of just, you know, going fishing all the time. And Yeah. And that, you're getting to know people on the team. Yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah. And I really, I really enjoy this team. It's really cool. So yeah, there's a lot of different personalities. That's why I think it's so cool that we're all like getting to showcase that a little bit. Yeah. I think it's super important. I didn't even set into this thinking like, wow, this is can actually help build the team right. and, and just uh, make friends, I guess. You know? Yeah. 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 So and that's it's a perfect kinda- time of year to do it. Cause you know, it's starting to slow down a little bit. It's like getting cold and people are wanting to hibernate and, you know, we're just kind of wrapping things up for the year right now. So, yeah, the, uh, I know that you sing. I can, um, Sam is honestly my biggest cheerleader when it comes to singing. I'm 
my parents are both musicians. Um, so actually that's how they met. My mom, my dad was in a band in college. They both went to St. Cloud State University and it was like a guitar player, a bass player, a drum drummer. And they were like, we need a vocalist. And, um, my mom auditioned and my dad thought she was really hot. And so he was like, we need to make her a part of the band. And so they hired her and 36 years later, they're still together. So, um, yeah, she was in their band, they got married and then they started another band and they, um, were really heavily into that for probably until I was like four so every weekend I'd be with my grandma because they'd be doing gigs and weddings. They did a lot of weddings. So, um, and then, you know, they had my sister and it wasn't as easy for them to get away. So um, my dad's was an in insurance. He's a financial advisor now. Um, and it's been really cool to see him like get back into music because he kind of gave that up to be a dad and a businessman. And he's been really getting back into that over the past probably like five years and it's been really cool to watch but whenever I sing around them since they're musicians I always get like critiqued Mm. (laughs) so I'm like I always get like really nervous but then when I sing around my friends they're like wow you're such a good singer so I don't know who to believe (laughs) well so Steve and your dad Mm -hmm. Brad yep I met them about seven. Well, I met Steve about seven years ago. Okay. And it was before he was getting out and playing. He was coming out to my shows. And Mm -hmm. I've always been into like hosting open mics just Mm -hmm. to build a community. Right. And uh, then he started coming out and then he told me, hey, I'm starting a band with my buddy. And so I met your dad and I love their sound. It's really I, I can put it on and just listen to it Easy over to listen to. and over. Yeah. His, uh, the stories are just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that most recent album, they're called Prairie Anthem. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, they call themselves an Americana yep. duo. Yep. Americana. It's, it's folk. And mm-hmm. uh, I love, I love Steve's voice in mm-hmm. his storytelling that, mm-hmm. that last album that they put out that was at this farmhouse. The Farmhouse, yep. The Farmhouse. Mm-hmm. It's on Spotify and mm-hmm. iTunes. Fantastic album. And they both um, have their, you know, they both take the turn leading and right. singing and yep. telling these stories. And um, both have a unique voice. Mm-hmm. They both sound sound great. I can't uh, express how appreciative I am of just like what the, the music they make. Mm-hmm. It's really, really mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch them and see them evolve. Obviously, I see my dad's side a little bit more than Steve's, um, but he's been super into like writing music again. He actually goes to like workshops in Nashville, um, and he'll go for like ten days and just go down there and listen to music and write music. And yeah, it's really cool. I wish that I would have done more with music when I was younger, but it was like I. I felt like they wanted me to be a musician so bad that I just wanted to like rebel. Yeah. And now, yeah, last year during the pandemic, I started to pick up the guitar and it was came really naturally to me, but I always 
find something else to do. I'm super, I work a lot. I love real estate. I love what I do. Um, and I'm also really into astrology. So that's kind of my other thing that I like to do. Um, I have a question about that whenever you're done. Yeah. Actually. What's your question? I'm not, I'm not. Well, so I've never been into astrology, but, uh, or I've never studied it, mm-hmm. you know, or anything. But wasn't Mercury in retrograde recently? Yes. And what does that mean? Oh, my God. So um, Mercury retrograde is probably the, like, the most popular retrograde that people talk about. But many plans go, like Jupiter was also in retrograde. Venus was in retrograde. Like, But Mercury is like the most the one that everyone talks about because Mercury is the planet that rules communication technology, um, short-term travel, um, like your car can break down during Mercury retrograde. You can have phone troubles or computer problems or internet problems, or um, it's actually also not a good time to write contracts and sign contracts Mm -hmm. and anything because there just can be communication breakdowns and things like that. And it's actually really funny. Um, I sold a house to one of my friends and she's really into astrology as well. And she closed on her house like two days after Mercury went out of retrograde, but we like listed her house and we were um, doing all the transaction stuff while Mercury is in retrograde and everything went okay with her transaction. But I was telling her about another transaction that it just seemed like I had a really, really, really rough Mercury retrograde. And because a lot of other just things were going haywire with transactions and stuff like that. And it was amazing. The second it went out of mer- out of retrograde. When I, did it go out of retrograde? Um, it was the it was in October. And it was like the night, the week of the 19th in October, I believe it was. And that's like when all of my transactions that I had going that I was working on and going crazy over closed and like everything just like started to calm down. And I was explaining that to her and she's like, you should really like keep a journal of like when you have crazy stuff happen during these mercury retrogrades or any retrograde that is so like, that was a hundred percent mercury just like going nuts. I I knew nothing about it, but I was, you know, trying to evaluate myself just in my own relationships mm-hmm. and and something that came up that in um, on my reflection it was like, you know, how can I become a better communicator and a better listener? Because I felt I honestly like sometime I think it was in September or maybe beginning of October, I felt like it was very difficult for me to communicate um and for some for some reason i just started thinking about that and i actually googled in like you know how to be a better communicator why do i suck at communicating mm-hmm. and you know and that actually popped up oh mercury's in retrograde i'm like what and so i read about it and i'm just like are you it's very common to have misunderstandings like, and just feel like you're stuck like you can't get your point across and yeah, it's a it can be a very frustrating time and it will be in different it will go in a retrograde in different signs. So not every Mercury retrograde can affect people the same way. Like mm-hmm. it really depends on where the planets are in your chart. 
where meaning that it can affect you more a certain retrograde than another retrograde. So when you say my chart, I'm assuming that that is based upon where they were when I was born. Correct. It's like basically a snapshot of a map of exactly what the universe looked like the moment you were born. And so everyone, I'm a cancer. And so a lot of times people think, oh, I, I'm a cancer, but I don't have any of the cancer traits. It's because that's just, it's easiest to find out where the sun was because that's just dependent on your birth date. But if you have your exact time and location, you have a planet in every single house and every single sign. So, um, well, you don't necessarily have a planet in every single sign, but there's every sign is somewhere in your chart. So um, if like I'm a cancer, but I have a lot of planets in Leo, which is a fire sign. It makes me a lot more outgoing, a little bit more dramatic, a little more flamboyant. Cause you know, a lot of times cancers can be really shy and I have a shy side to me, but I can be Beyonce if I need to. So if you don't like feel like super connected to your sun sign, it's dive deeper into your chart because what, if you do it super accurately like that, I mean, it is so spot on. It's so spot on. Do you know what your sun sign is? Um, is so I'm a Gemini. Okay, when's your birthday? I'm sorry. That's my buddy Daryl. Oh, okay. He's got a big, awesome recording studio, by the way. Okay, and cool. I've, I've taken Steve there. I don't remember if I took... Actually, your dad went there. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. That's cool. And Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll call him back. Sorry about that. Mute it. Um, so, yeah, I'm a Gemini, May 28th. Okay. And, yep, you sure are. Um, I don't know really what that means. I mean, I'm split personality or I've got two right? Yep. There's twins. Or it's more like duality more than split person, you know, like hard to make a decision, hard to plan. Just do. Yeah. That can be part of it. Just, you have more duality or it's probably, it's not necessarily harder for you to make a decision, but you probably like to ebb and th flow through things a lot more. Like you probably don't want to stay constantly with one thing for the rest of your life. You like bouncing back and forth between like I can you're a realtor you're a musician and you also love doing photography and podcasts and things like that very mercury or very gemini which is ruled by mercury so oh so I'm really affected by the yes, retrograde yes. I'm learning something today yes. this is great and virgos it's really real yeah I've gotten Sam into it now I hear him I'll hear him on the phone well you're an Aries and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's so funny because he just regurgitates the things that he hears me saying, but he's a full, he's, he's a full believer. And, and what are you, Sam? He's a Virgo. A Virgo. Which is also ruled by Mercury. Uh, Gemini and Virgo are both ruled by Mercury. What was your birthday? 19. It was in September. Okay. September 18th. That's right. You you had a birthday party mm -hmm. that I missed. I had a show or something. Well, so I imagine like when you say looking at the chart, like the time and the hour that you were born and that snapshot mm -hmm. in doing that, like, does it help you understand like things you could work on in your life? Oh, or? it is honestly... It's sometimes I feel like I have like a cheat code for life. Not, and I don't, I hate to say cheat code because, but it's like a roadmap. Um, I first, so 
again, bringing my parents back into the picture, they moved to Scandia, Marine on St. Croix area, right? They built a house out there and they hired a um, architect to do so, who is still a very good friend of theirs today. And he's an, also an astrologer, um, which is super interesting because architect, being an architect and being an astrologer have actually have a lot in common because they both include a lot of doing geometry. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of geometry in both things. So I think it's really cool that he does both of that. But for a Christmas present, they got me and my sister a reading from him. And I think I was like 19 when that happened. And it completely changed my life. Like really? I had never like really found like I've always wanted to find a faith or a higher power or something I believe in. And astrology really helped like me understand the universe, me understand myself and understand other people. It's made me like look outside myself and realize like there's higher powers at play. And I love using astrology to understand other people because it takes off my lens. I feel like, and I look at a person for who they are. So you have astronomy. Yes. Which is, Mm, the science right right and then you have astronomy which is like this the spiritual the astrology i'm sorry astrology is the the spiritual but it still uses geometry right i i mean are they similar at all i mean it's interesting and i could go down a very deep rabbit hole with this there's different types of astrology some that do use the actual like map of the sky with where we're at the uh, most common astrology that we use, it's its own system. Um, I mean, they both have to do with the stars and the planets in the sky. But um, I think the reason why people study them is probably the biggest difference. But I could be super wrong about that because I'm not a scientist at all. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess I've never taken the time to understand what astrology is Mm -hmm. i just remember the horoscope you know like when we get the newspaper i'd read my horoscope and most of the time it's like not super accurate probably yeah but when it was it was like what that's just it was so spot on and Mm -hmm. so it's just like what the heck like i guess and i i defaulted to that oh well you can actually identify with anything almost right well and what's interesting about horoscopes is actually they're based on your rising sign because Everyone has a rising sign and that's like the first house in your chart. So it's where like your, your chart begins. It's your chart ruler. And so I'm a cancer, but I'm a Virgo rising. So I'm actually supposed to look at the Virgo horoscopes, not the cancer horoscopes. So there's so much misinformation and I feel like that's kind of a reason that it gets downplayed a lot. But if you actually talk to an astrologer, if you have your accurate birth time and get your birth chart read and like dive into it just a little bit, like I think I've converted a lot of my friends into actual believers. Like I think it's so cool. Now I've started to get texts from my friends that have babies and they'll be like, can you do my baby's birth chart? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, when were they born? And it was like an hour ago, like an hour after their baby is born, they're already like wanting to know their signs. So I think that's really cool. I love astrology. I'm super passionate about it. And I actually like 
try to incorporate it into real estate a little bit mm-hmm. um, just because it's a, it helps me understand people. And I love finding patterns. And so what's really interesting is I've noticed since I'm a cancer, I have worked with multiple people as clients that have not are not only cancers, but have the same birthday as me. I've worked with a lot of other water signs like Pisces and Scorp, like Tauruses, like really compatible signs. And so it's been really interesting to kind of like find patterns within business and relation. Uh, real estate is such a relationship based business that it's such a great tool to be able to understand like, you know, and it makes sense that I gravitate towards more of the other water signs like Pisces, Scorpios and cancers, because I understand the language of emotion very well. And buying a house is an extremely emotional process where there are other realtors that they don't really like that. They like to be more transactional And there are people that would rather talk about the numbers than the feelings too. So there's really room for everyone in this business, but it's been a really awesome tool for me. I want to know everybody's sign now. Like I, Uh so a Gemini is an air sign, right? right? Correct. So what other? More about it, you start to realize like what you relate to people with or what you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Okay. What signs would make what signs would I have more of a challenge saying communicating with or or is that an unfair question? Um just purely based on your sun sign and purely based off of that, you're going to get along better with other air signs and fire signs. So, Sagittarius, Libras, Leos, Aries, Aquarius. Okay. And and what month is Leo in? Um, it's the end of July, early August. Okay. Why? I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm actually really wondering. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't want to like go into this rabbit hole, you know, and then post it on the air because it's right. kind of personal. But right. I, but I, I would love to talk to you about yeah. it when we're done recording. Sure. Just, yes. you know what I mean? Yes, totally. Just to maintain respect and right right uh, love so um yeah so that's really interesting now i i want you to get my sign right uh, read by you yeah do you think you know what time you were born and stuff i could text mom right now yeah because i was a big baby and she (laughs) probably doesn't forget that (laughs) no it broke the clock (laughs) yeah no i'm super into i i'm gonna text her now keep yeah go for it i'm listening i everyone that has a com- two conversations with me knows I know everyone's well I didn't know yours so now I know your sign but um yeah it will be funny because now I'll just listen to people talk and I'll just be like it's so funny how they're just like so living up to their signs and can you guess somebody's sign can, um, you, can you do you have you done that I can like sense their energy and I like to try and guess but Again, like our sun sign is actually such like a small part mm-hmm. of who we are. It's kind of like a filter. It's kind of like the lens you look through, but it's not. There's so many things that go into it. So I can, I try to, for me, I try to guess like the element. Like they give me air energy. They give me fire energy mm-hmm. and yeah. kind of go from there. So there's, is it four elements yep. that, of, of that energy spectrum? Yep. Air, mm-hmm. earth, water, and fire. 
and air and air and fire tend to do well together. Yeah. And then water air and earth. fuels fire. Yeah. And, and water and earth are kind of in their little spectrum. Wow. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I'm, I've got a new, I've got a new hobby. Yes. <laughs> yes. My dream, like my ultimate dream is, and also on the team, I'm a realtor, but I also do mentoring and onboarding and kind of coaching a little bit with mm-hmm. like the newer agents and I've always had like this dream and I've had this dream for a long time of like really incorporating astrology into business. You know, I think that that's like a huge thing that people are downplaying. Like astrology can be used not only to understand people, but to predict things and to kind of sense, you know, maybe let's not sign a huge deal during Mercury retrograde. Maybe let's wait until it's over because yeah, sure, the deal might still go through, but it's going to cause a lot of headache. You know, mm-hmm. just if you can make your life easier, and why not? And I have seen it played out firsthand, proven so many times. Like, you know, there's this quote that says that millionaires don't use astrology, billionaires do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, there's something to be said for it. I know that Reagan had an astrologer on staff during his pregnancy. Pre- presidency not pregnancy really (laughs) yeah so um i think that i i would love because i you know i do like talking about the relationship stuff too but i'm looking to bring it into like uncharted territory because i feel like that's what a lot of the girls do i want to know if he's my match blah 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 which is fun and it's cool but i want to bring it into the business world a little bit more yeah i mean why not yeah it's if it's something you're passionate about and mm-hmm. I mean I people forever have tried to understand why this why is Why are we this. here? And Who are we? Yeah. yeah. And then we evolve science, right? Right. Which is great and it has its place and it's, you know, when used as it should be. Mm-hmm you know, based on fact rather than emotion. Mm -hmm. But what about that emotion, Mm -hmm. you know, and and where does that come from? Mm Because it's real Mm -hmm. and we're not all the same. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Mm -hmm. You know, and it sounds like, you know, we have these star maps Mm -hmm. and I'm, I want to know what I am. Yeah. Did mom text me? No. (laughs) I definitely will let you know. Cause yeah, it's, it's, it's a life, it's a game changer for sure. And it helps you understand, like, it helps me not take things so personally, too. Like, especially in dating. If, like, mm-hmm. for, like, you know, if a Gemini hurts my feelings, it's, I know it's because they're, you guys are more logical. Really? You're, you might not be in your chart, <laughs> but, like, you're, I guess, intellectual. You tend to, into, like, Gemini's. So, you know, they tend to intellectualize emotions and feelings a little bit more. And cancers are like deep feelers, like everything, every decision I make is off of emotions and things like that. So it's like if someone, hurt, you know, hurts my feelings, that's an air sign or something. Mm-hmm. I don't take it as personally anymore because I'm like, they just process information differently than I do. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just that's just what it is. And we're just we're thinking differently it's not personal you know Mm -hmm. so it's helped me kind of like let go and you know just 
embrace differences and embrace my own individuality as well. So I, I do, uh, that resonates with me because, you know, that was a lesson that I had to learn was just how to maybe talk about feelings, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, I feel like since realizing that I, I've done a better job mm-hmm. and, you know, I let myself cry. I let mm-hmm. myself laugh mm-hmm. and I, but I might not be as good at dealing with emotions, mm-hmm. making me maybe even over emotional compared mm-hmm. to someone that is better equipped, mm-hmm. right? Like you. That's true. That's right? a good point. Cause cancers, their whole stereotype is that we're cry babies, but it's like, actually we just, we just let our relationship, our emotions like just come and go. Like me and Sam were talking last night. He's a Virgo with a Gemini moon. So he does not just let his emotions flow. He keeps it buttoned up. He rationalizes it. He intellectualizes it. And he was saying last night, he's like, I knew that Rachel was real from the second I met her because she just like, it was what it is, what it is. Like, this is my emotions. I'm having a breakdown mm-hmm. and that's what it is. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. <laughs> and he like was just so fascinated by that. And to me, that's just like my MO. That's just like how I've always been. And so, yeah, like you can call cancers crybabies all you want, but like it's tough to deal with emotions. You can call it a Gemini crybaby. Yeah. That's why I closed the door earlier. I'm just like. You were crying? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I was. And I, I let myself do that. I, uh, yeah. And it's typically always sparked from losing my little brother. Oh, okay. But in learning how to cry from that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's easier to cry just when I'm feeling that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that pain. And, and that's not why I was crying earlier, you know, but yeah. just but to you, be okay with. Well, once you lose something and have a pain like that, it's like, I don't give a shit anymore. You know, like life is short. I'm just going to feel what I feel. And yeah. sometimes it takes, you know, having a real, real strong pain to just like open up mm-hmm. the wall, break down the walls, yeah. you know, because you, you have to let it out. Yeah. You can't keep it in. No, it's, yeah, and me dealing with losing him, if I didn't have music to do that mm-hmm. through, oh, I'd, I'm sure I'd be way more of a mess than mm-hmm. I ended up, mm-hmm. you know, just emotionally and uh, mentally and, you know. Yes, it's good to have a outlet, definitely. Yeah. And especially if you're someone that has trouble maybe verbalizing it, just to be able to. I think I do you know, to have something to, for me, I only know how to verbalize it. I wish I could like paint a picture or doing something, but I just let, I just, I have to. So, you know, that I think it's really cool when people have like other outlets than just like screaming and crying, (laughs) (laughs) which there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I wish I could turn it into like art. You know, well, just learn to sing like Janis Joplin. Yeah, yeah, I should. I should. I'm sure you do. <laughs> no, 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 not like her. But yeah, I do love singing. Yeah. So. Well, we should practice some songs. And, yeah. And for this ugly sweater Christmas party. Yes. 
at Ziggy's on the 18th. Yes. We should do some songs. Yes. And they, they don't have to be Christmas songs. We can do whatever. That's why I brought my guitar today is if you wanted to just oh like, hey, let's pick a song and I'll learn it. And Okay. Because, you know, I don't, I don't read music or anything. Uh-huh. So I just play it. Uh-huh. Kind of my own style, but uh-huh. I can get through the chords and all that. I'm okay. not as good as your dad, but it would be fun. We should do it. I think it would be definitely me going out on my, cause I've always been like a singer, but like, um, never like taken myself seriously, I guess. Like, except at the, hold on the karaoke. What karaoke? <laughs> okay. Was that, are you talking about the Ziggy's karaoke like two years ago? I think so. It came up in the stories yesterday. Okay. Oh. I was wasted. <laughs> And I'm sober now. So this is like uncharted territory of me like performing completely sober. Here right now? Or at Ziggy's you were sober? The, when I was singing karaoke at Ziggy's, I was wasted. Okay. So what happened? <laughs> what do you mean? Did I heard that you got kind of upset because they... Oh my God. <laughs> really? That's what you guys were talking about yesterday. <laughs> that you killed it. And then you weren't done after four. You wanted to keep going. And I think that's awesome. Wait, what? Oh, I thought you were telling a different story. Oh, tell me, <laughs> tell me about the Ziggy's one. <laughs> Wait, which car- I need Sam in here. Yeah, we, we should. Or we can go back and listen to the other podcast because it might be in the podcast from yesterday. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I actually love karaoke. I love it. But like I said, every time I've done karaoke, I've been probably drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I would love to challenge myself to kind of get out of my, cause that Beyonce piece of me hasn't left. It's just harder to get her out because alcohol makes everything, you know, it makes that easier. Yeah. So I would love to like have that just to be able to do it. Yeah. I think it would be good for me to get out of my comfort zone. And it's like, what the heck? It's, we're all having fun. It's all like friends and why not? So yeah. Yeah. I should do it. I'm scared, but I should do it. You should. I mean, you're performing <laughs> now kind of. Yeah. I mean. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's your go-to karaoke song? Um, Beyonce. I have okay. never done Beyonce actually because. That's too hard. Um, I have done a lot of Britney Spears. Like, I love Hit Me Baby One More Time. But honestly, like, I feel like I, I'm i not really a country girl, but my voice is gravitates more to, you know, folky, con- like, more of that. Like, I'm not a... I'm not a Mariah Carey. I'm not, like, mm-hmm. a rock star. I'm more of, like, that type of genre. What about Cheryl Crow? Love Cheryl Crow. I love Cheryl love Crow. Love Cheryl Crow. I grew up listening to Shania, Cheryl, mm. Jewel. I love Jewel. Yeah, she grew up in, just down the road in Alaska. Yes. I didn't know. I love Alaska. I love the last, Alaska, The Last Frontier, that show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I didn't, it was, I was so excited when I found out she was related to them. So Alanis, Alanis Morissette, of course, like those 90s women. Annie Lennox. I didn't really get into her too much. I don't know. Are the Cranberries? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Indigo Girls. 
Yes. And um, my dad actually took, when he went to Nashville last year to do a songwriting clinic, he, it was hosted by the Indigo Girls. Really? Yeah. So he that's went cool. to, um, he got to learn songwriting from them. So that's really cool. So there's a, a couple uh Cheryl Crow songs mm-hmm. that I've been geeking out on. Which well, one? And they're not even her songs. Uh, it, which I, I've seen these videos of what she's doing where she's... Uh, she, she has Jason Isbell with her. Or I love him. she has Eric Clapton. Or mm-hmm. she'll have these different artists and mm-hmm. they collaborate on these songs. Mm-hmm. So I watched uh, her and Jason Isbell do Everything is Broken by okay. Bob Dylan. Okay. I heard that song and I'm like, I'm that's the first song I'm playing at my show today. Okay. And it is rocking. Like it, her energy in that song and his energy it's just such a great song it's i don't know if you've heard it or heard that version we'll, we'll no. I'll put it on yeah after. we'll have to we'll have to listen to it yeah it's really good so maybe there's something in that um in those videos we can just choose one of those songs and learn it because yeah i'd be down for that because that is like what i probably would feel most com- like that is like what i was raised on like that is yeah that's what i like learned how to sing on so that would be really fun yeah. Yeah. And this song, uh, Cheryl Crow and pulls out this harmonica and in the middle of the song, they modulate Oh, cool! to a different key for that harp solo. Mm-hmm. And it was when I first heard it, I'm like, what is going on? That's mm-hmm. totally. And it was just this modulation and they bring it back down to the key it's in. Mm-hmm. I think I play it in the key of E. Okay. Okay. That, that's where I like to sing a lot of my music, uh-huh. but we can figure that out. Are you more of an alto or a soprano or a- I, I'm like mid range. I don't know the exact, Cool. but I can, I can't go. I'm, I feel more comfortable kind of in the middle. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that, the word for that is. An alto. Uh huh. There's yeah. And, and in a choir, those are split in two. So you got alto one, alto yeah. two, soprano one, yep. soprano two bass and baritone tenor they're all the same mm-hmm. you got two um so the other day at ziggy's my friend Lori was up there when you, i was there i think so uh last saturday i think so she was the, the, the blonde la- the lady up there yeah singing uh-huh. with me yeah she's a great songwriter yeah. and she's uh she's got a really really awesome at just writing songs and mm-hmm. stuff and yeah, she she came out to Stillwater from somewhere around. Is it Anoka? Is that northwest of yeah. the cities? Yep. Okay, somewhere from up there. But um, yeah, it's been nice to have her in the community and just mm-hmm. have like a like a female voice right. to, to sing harmonies with, or yeah. she with with us. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be cool. We're gonna we're gonna do this, Rachel. Yeah. Well, why don't we do? I want to start hearing these songs. Okay. All right. <laughs> I feel like we've covered a lot. No, we, yes, we have. And, uh, we've actually talked for 40 minutes. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I was nervous. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But. This could be its own podcast. Yeah. Like, I, yep. I, and we'll, uh, we'll stop this. And then if Sam wants to come and say something, yeah. he can. He's, he must be doing real estate yeah, business. He's probably busy, but cool. Ruthie has napped on me this whole time. She's such a good dog. She's so cute. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you, Rachel. Yes, we'll go watch you. these videos. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Oh, you got your music.
No, you can talk. Oh, okay. You can talk as much as you want. So I get a. I'm only using original music in these, and I can load them up into my banks, or I can bring it in. You know, I've got so much recorded music. Yeah, it's, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Wasn't that fun? So far it's been raining so hard I wish I me, I wish I might Wish upon the star tonight With you right there by my side mm-hmm. Rain, rain falling down on me I do not know what I can't see but I trust the love you bring Rain, rain, fall on down on me Rain, rain, falling down on me I do not know what I can't see But I trust the love you bring Rain, rain, fall on down on me Rolling down the face Let's go dance in the rain And dodge droplets Falling down from space Let's go dance in the rain Splash me with a bottle Only loving is great
down on me Fall on down on me Fall on down on me 